Everybody's mic is good, right? Yeah, yeah, mic sounds right. Good. I think we're good to go. Hey, oh. Yeah. Well, I, I did the last one. Y'all the? Were, see, because I was just trying something new. I was, all right. You're welcome <laughs> to. Why is that okay? Because <laughs> you just sound retarded, whatever okay. you do. All right. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Your authentic <laughs> self is just lame. Wow. That's and it's fair. okay. That's fair. It's okay, though. Welcome to... <laughs> um, <laughs> this week's episode of the Vexed Intellect. I am Landing Strip Larry. Whoa. <laughs> hmm. I'm Jared Dale. Is that a clear uh-uh. for takeoff? Uh-uh. I don't even want to know. <laughs> is that a... I don't uh, want to know. I don't want to know. Is that a uh, prelude to uh, something later in the show? I'll have you know that I used to want to be an aviator when I was a young lad. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah. yeah. That's all. What, else, so what you, else could that be? So you were flying the private planes, huh? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Mile high. Oh, see, I, I didn't want to know. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Just you would be flying planes. You would be. <laughs> speaking, speaking of being uncomfortable, have you guys seen Black Mirror? I did see Black. Mirror. Did you see it? I have not seen it. Oh, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of uncomfortable, yeah. you know I hate to sound toxic, but that was a little bit weird. It was different. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen like you know I consider myself an ally, but I've seen friends who. Um, identify as part of the LGBTQ community. And, uh, you know, they were championing it. Like, hey, challenge the status quo. But for me, I guess just my old school man- manhood, it was like, whew, this is weird. I thought it was great uh, cinematically. I thought that visually, Very creative. yeah, it was, it was stunning. Yeah, I thought the concept was actually yeah. creative, but uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's I like I—I mean, from a from artistic, I agree. From an artistic perspective, yeah. whoever thought of it was very creative. So, because I used to, you know, game. So, you know, I you? just thinking about <laughs> fighting games, <laughs> toxic masculinity. masculinity. All right, now. <laughs> simmer down, simmer down. No, just as a were I you used the to girl game. character or the guy character? All right. And we <laughs> are the next uh, gentlemen. How, how are you doing today? I um, I'm good. You know, picked up my daughter this past weekend, so I've been on daddy mode. All right. Yeah. And, and while driving to Louisiana, South Shreveport, um, I uh, <laughs> back to back. Uh, oh, okay. That, that should be my button. I should just label that Jared. Yeah. Um, Cheers and jeers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm coming back. Uh, ran into some more pollen, so the voice is still not right now. Uh, but yeah, otherwise cool. good. It's all abrasive. Ran into some some pollen. Yeah, yeah. Got some stuck all up in your throat, huh? No, no, no. Just you know, we, uh, you know, it's no easy, easy way to get out of that, is it? No. no. He yeah. needs some milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look, uh, get right to it. My week's going well. Um, zero complaints. I, uh, yeah, that's it. Looking forward to tomorrow and today. Wow. 
Okay. Uh, Jared Davis. <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I could talk about my workouts been going great. No, I've right, been Jared eating right. How's, how's your week? Yeah. You know, good. I went grocery shopping yesterday, and oh, that's that's fantastic. Don't man. mute me. Oh, Jared, damn, how's your week? Hey, it's good. It's yeah, good. Got good. the daughter and everything. Yeah, so. nice. nice. Uh, landing strip, Larry. That, that sounds weird Ugh. saying it. Why'd you say that? Ugh. <laughs> can you? Can you? You don't wow. blame me for saying that. Ugh. Yeah. Got a bad taste in my mouth. Ugh. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell a story? You want to tell a story about the bad taste of your mouth? No, no. <laughs> a lot of innuendo in the beginning. This <laughs> show between Black Mirror wow. and. Oh, yeah. All right. So, your week. Uh, uh, yeah. LL. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what, man? It's been an amazing week. It's been LL, an amazing huh? week. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's been an amazing week. So, did you play the lady in the uh, gamer? Scenario, ladies love. All right, uh, so <laughs> he's saying ladies he love. He hadn't even seen it, so he didn't know what you're talking. I don't know about. what you're talking about. Um, do we have an ad? Yeah, we did. All right, let's get out of here. Word of the day first. Nah, we did that. We do word of the day. Okay, what we brought to you by? You know, it, 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 we just had a, a, a pre-production meeting. It's okay. Yeah. Fuck you. All right, let me get aggressive in a nice tone. <clears throat> He's walking down the street when, boom, a car crash. He's walking in the mall and, whap, a fight breaks out. Twin sisters. He's walking into his insurance office to explain why he's not liable for yet another woman's medical bills who ran into something when they crossed paths. His name is Carlos. <laughs> and no, he does not have bad luck. He's wearing Buck, a pheromone-inducing male fragrance cologne that is harvested from the nectar of the gods. You said Buck? Buck. Oh. Mm. And female moths. Wow. That shit you got on, take that shit off. <laughs> you need to get buck. <laughs> our clinical technicians have worked tirelessly in the lab to piece together our patented formula. They've scoured the earth for only the most premium ingredients to bring to you the best fragrance your hard-earned money can buy. Voted best in show by the Eau de Toile Certification Board and the Global Perfume Council for three years running. We're so confident in our product that we guarantee a three to one closing ratio within a one to point five mile radius or your money back. What are you waiting for? Get buck. So, um, do we have a special offer for our listeners on Get Buck? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have it here, but we if you call right now. <laughs> you too some. can get buck. Something special just for you. Oh. <laughs> All right. Our word of the day is, and let me make sure not to 
Blow your eardrums out with the drum roll. Hey, you see what I did there? Ineffable. Ineffable. Not to be confused with not fuckwittable. Uh, it means it. incapable of being expressed in words. Indescribable. Oh. Once again, that is ineffable. Is it like good buck? The scent is ineffable. Ah, ah like and I see what you did there. Ineffable as well. <laughs> Shout out to Buck. <laughs> All right. Uh, today is June thirteenth, two thousand and nineteen. A couple fun facts about today. Uh, on this day in seventeen seventy four, Rhode Island becomes the first colony to prohibit the importation of slaves. Huh. 1920. <laughs> U.S. Post Office says children cannot be sent by parcel post <laughs> <laughs> after various instances. Wow. 1966, U.S. Supreme Court's Miranda decision uh, has passed uh, where suspects must be informed of rights. Hmm. 1967, Thurgood Marshall Nominated as the first black Supreme Court justice. All right. It's two weeks in a row. We got a third good Marshall reference here. All right. Talked about that with Dookie Chase last week. Hey, Yeah. 1978, the film Grease opens, starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, based off of the 1971 musical. Do you guys know any songs from Grease? You know what I know? Who, who, who. Yeah. Excuse me. Let me flag myself. Yeah. Okay. I was waiting on it. Yeah, I was I waiting. Right. Okay. Hey, I hold myself accountable. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll nine, take half of that flag. <laughs> 19 se- You did it with bass, though. So it was like, who, who. It was like a oh, masculine who. Got I'll it. Shoot you some bell. I got you. Oh, appreciate it. I'll take that flag along, fall on the sword by myself. <laughs> Not the sword. The sword. Trip, Larry. <laughs> 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 yeah. Flag myself again. Yeah. Damn it. All right, 1979, Sioux Nation receives 100 million in compensation for uh, Black Hills, South Dakota. Uh, good for them. Mm-hmm. All right, and lastly, uh, 2005, a jury acquits Michael Joe Jackson of molesting 13 year old Gavin Arvizo at Neverland Ranch. Man. All right. Yeah, man. So, without further ado, I think that is a great time to get into. Whoops, sorry. Hey, I know, audience. It's a great time. Yeah, yeah, relax. Let, let us do our thing, audience. Should we say, yep. <laughs> All right. First things first. Five. All right, Sunday night in uh, Santo Domingo, um, an assailant shot or, um, David Ortiz in the abdomen from behind in point-blank range as Ortiz and a friend was sitting in the club. Uh, he sustained damage to his liver, small intestines, and large intestines and was flown to Boston on Monday night uh, with a plane that was provided by the Boston uh, Red Sox. Um, gentlemen, what is going on in... Go ahead. What's going on in the DR? You know, I don't know, but I have a question. Yeah. How do you get shot in the abdomen from the back? I don't know. Who wrote that? 
Yeah. yeah. That article was, uh, but I believe that was NBC News. I did hear yeah. <laughs> that uh, he was creeping with the su- support, you know, what's our word we got to use? Allegedly yeah, creeping with allegedly, the, uh, yeah. creeping so, with the drug lord's wife. Yeah, old lady. Hey. So that was a hit, the ordered hit. So does that mean that the shooter uh, who got his ass whooped is snitching mm. to give the motive? No, or he's going to die probably in jail mm, if he yeah. snitches in a place like that. Well, um, safe and speedy recovery to uh, Boston God, Big Poppy. You can't have a name like Landing Strip Larry and <laughs> call someone the Boston God, Big Boston God, Poppy. God amongst men like, my, like myself. All right. <sighs> we'll just move on. Four. <laughs> All right. On Monday afternoon, a helicopter um, crashed on top of a New York skyscraper. Um, apparently, the um, pilot, uh, Timothy um, McCormick, 58-year-old man, um, didn't really have a license that was valid by the, oh, by the FAA. I did not know that. Um, it's also, the FAA also mentioned later on that it was some... Um, he had no business flying during those, you know, the, the, the conditions. weather, the conditions, and everything. Um, he was the only one to um, unfortunately lose his life during that crash. Um, no other reports of injuries. Thankfully, um, I don't even know how to even throw that to y'all. Like he didn't have a license. He flying. That is wow. You don't have that. to. You don't have the license. I mean, you have to have a license to fly legally, right? But they don't check your license every time you get in your car, do they? Oh, all right. That's true. I, I just think I don't know. I guess I, I always thought the airport would be something different, but you know, you make a valid point. Yeah, especially if you fly from a private airfield. Yeah, yeah, and they may have checked it <laughs> when they hired him 15 years ago. Doesn't mean he didn't lose it, and yeah. they didn't, and they didn't recheck. So, I saw a video uh, that someone filmed from I think it was the Brooklyn Bridge or something, but like the helicopter was doing all kind of dips, and like it was, it, I was like, it looked all bad. So before he even got to the Manhattan. Like he was oh, out doing wild shit in the water, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Thoughts uh, and prayers. Yeah. Three. All right. Um, Alabama's back at it again. Oh. <laughs> they have enacted a law that that will require um, that that will be a required as a condition of parole that some convicted child um, sex offenders may have to go undergo chemical castration. Yeah. So was it enacted or was it um, presented? Um, I, I think it got past the house so okay. far. But so, it's, not, it's not enacted quite yeah, yet. Yeah. It's, but so it's, it's on the table. Yeah, it's on the table. So yeah. um, Senate, I believe, at the time of this recording, Senate and you know the governor governor would have to sign it into law. But she'll sign it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since she signed that last one. Um, <laughs> I wonder if this is in response to the backlash that they received for the uh, abortion bill. Like, see, we can get them too, you know, or we can. We'll show you. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, true. Like, I, it's hard for me to figure out what's going on in the the, the state government of, of Alabama. Not my yeah. favorite state. <laughs> you know, there's Sorry, uh, there's there's an argument to be made uh, that uh, you do the crime, you. That is an acceptable response to <coughs> molesting kids. Yeah, and I think that the, I think the gap though, is what we're going to talk about a little bit later, around injustice and folks being wrong, wrongfully convicted. So that's where the gap is. Like if there's like somebody admits to it, 
they say they did it, if there's video evidence or if there's something that really convicts a person, who's to say there's something wrong with it? But I'm not saying I'm a champion of this law. I think the law is an overreach. Uh, but just take the case that it could, some folks probably feel like the uh, do the crime, do the time, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I wonder how they're going to give them anesthesia or anything or he's going to dip them dip dick in the in the acid <laughs> that's what you expect that that's what you works? envision oh, that's a horrible horrible <laughs> thought <laughs> and my only question is can you get it back nah. <laughs> is it like nah. it's not reversible like uh, get a prosthetic <laughs> nah. hey park in the head alright <laughs> uh, right, land is trip Larry very inappropriate today yes right very the, the Vatican rejected the notion that individuals can choose their own sexual identity. In an extensive document on, on gender theory, the church argued that increasing, increasingly acceptance of fluid definitions of gender poses a threat to traditional families. Uh, the church taking a stand on this and during Pride? <laughs> like, hey, Pride man. Month? Like, Vatican better be careful. Well, you know, they, they be getting people canceled out here. Yeah. Be careful. They will cancel a church. They, I hope. Yeah. Too many skeletons. Yeah, they will come <laughs> if you keep. Uh, yeah. But. So, like, who makes these decisions? Is it all the cardinals that make the decision? And then the pope has to sign off on it, or do the cardinals make it, and the pope didn't have to say anything? Like, is there a council? I wonder who. That's why I don't know that much about yeah. the Catholic Hierarchal. faith. From a, I know the hierarchy, but I don't know the decision making, right. how that works. Right. So I'm a little bit curious on that. Maybe we'll come back to you guys with a little more information there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But hey, it's um, it's a, it's it's a, it's a fail. They just took a L. Yeah. One. All right. Uh, New York is uh, set to become the first state to fully decriminalize sex work under a new bill. Um, this bill introduced. The- <laughs> Jameis impressed that No I did not yeah. Oh this is a toxic episode today I'm, like, hey, are, I'm with it I'm for You gotta it. put that on me A, a new bill introduced to state lawmakers on Monday Seeks to fully legalize sex work And eliminate prior criminal record Related to most sex work charges If passed oh. New York would be the first state To fully decriminalize sex work That's an interesting topic Eliminate past convictions. Yeah. What a novel idea. I like how they're doing that. Yeah. Especially in these states also that are legalizing marijuana. Like, hence the reason I said, ah. No, I I got it. I was just saying, I I like, I'm ditto in it essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that you should profit off of something, you know, take tax money from something that you put people in jail for. Right. Previously. Yeah. I like the the approach they're taking. I'll leave it to, you know, the. The folks that work in the industry to make their own decision for their body, I think the only Autonomy. downside, yep, the only downside is the proliferation of uh, underage, right, right, sex slaves and that sex trade. So, yeah, that's the downside or the the, the dark side. Man, shout out to New York. Um, like you said, I think uh, part of the article uh, that I read, they were saying that they're going to provide spaces. Um, for them so that the sex workers can be safe like Amsterdam yeah yeah exactly <laughs> shout out red light district not that I would no I know <laughs> <laughs> I know I've, I've walked, been there I've walked through there yeah 
I haven't been up through there, but I've walked through there. Up through there. <laughs> yep. but, uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. New York is doing all the liberal things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, progressive <laughs> like a mug. Yeah, well, except with uh, two-way. Yeah. Everything else. So, look, only thing I'll say is uh, that's a good first things first. We have one more thing we want to acknowledge, right? Yes. Mute the music on that one. Let me stop the music, actually. Yeah, we want to um, actually just give our condolences to the family and friends and everyone affected um, by the loss of uh, Bushwick Bill. All right. Much cheers in the life of Bushwick Bill. Yeah, yeah man. If, if, y'all, if y'all don't know, um, founder, one of the founders of the legendary um, Houston-based group, the Ghetto Boys, um, Get ghetto boy. Yeah, yeah. Classic hip hop. Classic hip hop. So very sad to hear about that. I, I think he was uh, uh, battling cancer. He died at fifty two. Gone too soon. Yeah, definitely. Looks like uh, Scarface is uh, doing some things to pick up the mantle. Yeah. Um, s- sadly, the day before he died, um, Sc- um, Scarface, um, legal name Brad Jordan, <laughs> um, you know, announced that he was actually running for. Hey Brad. Um, a city councilman, uh, District D, there in Houston. So, uh, you know, trying to pay, um, make the, the legacy of the Ghetto Boys live on. So, um, All right. good to hear about Scarface. Sad to hear, sad about Bushwick Bill. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out Bushwick Bill. Shout out Bushwick. Legend. Mm-hmm. Playing a little Ghetto Boys over the next couple of days. Absolutely. And, yep. that, and that was first things first. All right. Thank you, Jared Dam. All right, folks. Come that music. Yeah. All right, folks. It's time. It's time for Vaxxed Sports. Coming to you live. All right. <laughs> uh, the Raptors. Are you dancing? Blew it. Uh, he's dancing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I got caught up with the, with the music. Sorry. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, the Raptors <laughs> you lost the chance at a closeout game. Against the Golden State Warriors. Um, thoughts and prayers, man, to Kevin Durant. He uh, yeah. tore his Achilles, tried to come back, make the miraculous Willis Reed moment, and he was balling that first quarter. But, yeah, man. Yep, yeah, so another, another example of uh, somebody letting the pressure of they yeah. get to him. Facts. Don't let they get to you. Yeah, man. Uh, in other <laughs> sports news, let me go ahead and preemptively uh, mute Jameson St. James. Shout out to the Boston Bruins oh. for <laughs> for uh, tying it up. We got a game seven coming. so We ready. Y'all ready? That's all I got to say. Being town. Oh. No bets yet. Huh? Yesterday ain't had a bet. Oh, we can place a bet. Yeah. Pussy. Oh. He don't want it. Oh I, you know, well, I just said we could play some bet. I haven't heard you say that ever. He nervous. He, you see how he waited to see how things were going to play out <laughs> before talking about. We it. were up, by the way. Anyway, you guys just uh, yeah okay cool yeah. Jameson St. James is muted. <laughs> um, shout out to the U.S. Women's Soccer National Soccer Team. They yeah. dominated their first World Cup game, defeating Thailand thirteen to zero. Good googly moogly, <laughs> giving the team its. Largest tournament victory ever. 
Uh, wow. Are they ready? Do they have a goalie? <laughs> like, I know, right? Wow. Yeah. I'd love to say something very racist. Uh-oh. Oh. Whoa, don't do it. I'm going to pause. There we go. Thanks. There you go. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Mm. And um, Rafa Nadal won the French Open. All right. Yeah, yeah I like Rafa. I like Rafa. I'm a joker guy, though, but I like Rafa, though, for yeah. sure. Um, so shout out to Rafa. He'll be some play. Do you guys think that um, without the injuries, he could have possibly been the GOAT? Nah. Nah. Still nah. give it to Federer or Sampras? Yeah, I yeah. mean, because because yeah. he he's only that dominant on clay. True. Yeah, I mean, nah, he's won. I mean, every no, other he's service. won. He's won, but he's dominant on clay. True. Yeah. yeah, but no one I don't think has ever been that dominant on clay. No. Yeah, no. Nah, he's so. definitely he's the greatest French Open player. But clay goat. But, but you got to yeah, clay goat. Yeah. But you got to remember though, Federer is essentially the grass goat. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, kudos. And if y'all don't know tennis, y'all don't know what the hell we talk about with Clay Go. Apologize, folks. We're talking about soccer and tennis. And <laughs> hey, we're and, well and, and Landon Triple Larry coming to you live from the gray, <laughs> from the grassy blue. No. And, uh, <laughs> well, all right. And that was Vex Sports. All right. All right. Uh, we here at the Vex Intellects love the ladies. And to show our appreciation, for the ladies, we have a segment entitled You Glow Girl, where we highlight incredible feats performed by women. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go first this week. Okay. Um, so this week, I'm nominating Janice Bryant. All right. Janice Bryant is the first African-American woman to run a billion-dollar business. Mm. She is the founder and CEO of Act One Group, which provides workforce solutions such as temporary staffing. Uh, Bryant launched her business back in 1978 with just $1,500 and a $900 loan from her mother, a fax machine, and a phone. Today, the agency has over 17,000 clients and 2,600 employees in 19 different countries. So to All right. Janice Bryant... You glow, girl. You glow, you glow girl. girl. All right. I am up next, and I'm actually going to, uh, you know, give a shout-out to a friend I went to college with, uh, Janie Charlo. Right. Yeah. Now, Janie uh, is a nurse practitioner here in the Atlanta area, and she also has created this company, MP Hired LLC. It's an Atlanta-based company that provides healthcare service nationally and internationally. So, um, she she they, they use technology to provide various services such as medical uh, consultation, treatment of minor conditions, and follow up to uh, management of chronic illnesses. So she's she's really good. Um, she she's been to Africa, um, you know you know doing some some charity work uh, with sick kids. Um, she she's always doing like um, um, promoting um, positivity and uh, you know weight management and, and wellness. Um, Physical and mental, um, on our social on social media platforms, and uh, you know what, you know, every once in a while, it's, it's good to see that on my timeline, especially when I'm having a rough day. So she's picked me up more than one or two times. So, Janie, you glow, girl. All right. Okay, I guess it's on me. Uh, I'm going to combine. My Yugalo girl with jet setting with Jameson. I'm going to do a call out 
to someone I also went to college with, uh, known as, well, let's have her pick up, see how this goes. She didn't hit call. Hello, is uh, Kena Williams there? It's Kena. <laughs> hey there, how are you? I'm All right, here. I'm doing great. Welcome to the Vex Intellects Podcast. Uh, you're on with me, Jam- Jameson St. James and uh, Landing Strip Larry. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> His name for the week. And uh, Jared Dam. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. So we do, uh, every week we do a segment called You Glow Girl. And uh, I like to choose somebody that's uh, within arm's reach. So I picked you, Kena Williams, a.k.a. Pusha Key. (laughs) You know, uh, so (laughs) not that kind of pusher. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) right. Pusha Key, not that kind of pusher. Uh, but she is, you know, well renowned for her one of her events. It's called the Dubai Blackout, where she's hosted up to five hundred people uh, in the fall every year for Dubai, and she does a multitude of other things in the travel world. Uh, she is the travel pusher. That's mm, why they call okay, her pusher. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, pu- right. Pushing these flights on everybody. <laughs> so real quick, I know you don't have a whole lot of time, so uh, you know, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, we've got our right. segment called Jet Setting with James. Hold on, let me play this. We got to play the Jet Setting with Jameson music. Oh, All right. <laughs> so, uh, first question is what inspired you to start hosting travel and get into the travel world? Um, you know, I, I come from, a, believe it or not, I come from a travel family. My grandmother was probably the one that really got me into traveling. Um, she would always take road trips places, she'd fly places, fly to Hawaii basically all over the states and um you know watching her go places you know it's like hey i want to do that start going places as well so i will probably attribute most of it to her and then also um if you're familiar with matthew henson um he's a famous explorer Mm -hmm. so that's actually one of my children so i'm from the henson line so i like to say it's in the blood okay look at you that's a fact I don't even think I knew. <laughs> well, now you know. <laughs> exactly. Not to be confused with Pinson. <laughs> All right. So, uh, quick question. What do you love love most about hosting trips? Um, I really like to see people that um, go on my trips. I love to see how they're excited to go places that perhaps they never thought they would go. Uh, most of my people that travel with me, these are people that are first-time travelers. They've never left the United States, so... It's exciting to see them land in a particular location. They're like, wow, I actually did it. So it's more of an excitement factor, something to basically whetten their appetite so they can start going to more places. Okay, so you're expanding hearts and minds. Trying to expand horizons, get out of your own comfort zone, get out of your city, get on a plane, go somewhere new. I have so many people that say, hey, I got a passport just so I can go on this trip. Look at Pusha Key sounding all professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I at my nine to five? 
you know, you know, she'd be doing recordings and stuff in her in her in her closet. Now she all professional at work. <laughs> Who is this lady? <laughs> you know me. Yeah, I know you. I know how you roll. So look, um, three quick questions left. All right. So okay. first one is, what you got upcoming? What's next on the uh, Pusha Key world or the Keena Leo world? world uh, as far as um, international travel coming up i have actually I just got back from fiji last week so headed back to fiji again actually have panama in august fiji and dubai in october i've got south africa and more stuff so i'm always going somewhere um domestically i'm actually flying to arkansas in two days for a family reunion oh okay you know my brother's there okay in uh, little rock if you're in little rock I'm just flying to Little Rock, but driving to Hot Springs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hot Springs, even better. Been there. So, um, how does it, how do people, a couple things, how do people find out about your trips? Uh, most people, they find out about my trips uh, through me directly on my either Kina Leo page on Facebook, or I have a website that's being developed, which is com, or just send me a message on Facebook. I'm at Kina Williams. Okay. Okay, great. So I got to ask you this question. So, you know, the black travel movement's been going on for about, black folks been traveling forever, right? But now there's a movement, yeah. you know, it's been going on. You know, we are both affiliated with Nomadness and some other uh, travel groups up in the air life, et cetera. What, what's changed? What do you see as the next big thing in black travel? Ooh. I had to stump you. <laughs> <laughs> great question i think now we're seeing people that are actually going places that i would say that they never thought they would go most people think of traveling they may say mexico caribbean canada places that are really close by you know now we're seeing people flying to antarctica people going to croatia um people flying to you know eastern europe um further out in the south pacific Islands. so we're seeing people reach places that some of the places i've never even heard of Mm-hmm. So we're Galapagos. a bigger reach there. Uh, people are, you know, there are more flight deals now. So people are going to places that, you know, we're not just flying to Jamaica anymore. We're not just flying to Cancun. We are basically expanding our reach to different countries. So, you okay. know, I see people and, you know, hey, I'm in this location. I'm like, wow, you're Mauritius. Okay, great. <laughs> mm, that's right. I get that. So last question. What's okay. up with the Dominican? Ooh, for Dominican Republic? Yeah. <laughs> that is a really, good, <laughs> a really good question. You know what? I've never been to the Dominican Republic. Me either. Um, Don't I go. Just never, I've never been to the Dominican Republic. Um, from what I'm seeing, it's a huge problem. You know, a lot of people are at this point promoting Haiti. I had a trip planned to Haiti in 2017, but Hurricane Irma killed that. But right now, a lot of people are putting Dominican Republic off because of their the way they treat uh, the Haitians. And also with the current news as far as uh, what's happening at these resorts. So, you know, we like to say anything can happen anywhere, which is true. But I think right now with what's going on in the Dominican Republic, it is putting uh, perhaps a damper on their tourism. So right now most of my friends are, are not going. Yeah, so I've never been either. You know, I, I really have some good Dominican friends, but you know, and I, and I love them as people, but just the overarching uh, distinction between how they treat the Dominicans and how they treat the Haitians, 
I think that was the place kind of where that, that's what turned me off on visiting right. there. Um, right. And I love to go and, and see my friends that are there just because of that relationship. And I don't want to throw a whole country down the drain because of some decisions that were made, you know, by the powers that be. If that was the case, right. I would never come to the U.S. <laughs> exactly. We would, <laughs> you know? we would never go anywhere. If that was, you know, truthfully told, we would never go anywhere. We'd have to stay in our own country. And, and you know, even here, we, we're not perfect either. Exactly. And so uh, the only thing I'll say is that, hey, Dominican is off my list from a resort perspective because mm-hmm. somebody got some hoodoo, voodoo, bleach you <laughs> going on over there. And uh, <laughs> something is going on. Also, the reason why I drink, uh, I drink from the... Uh, uh, duty free. <laughs> okay. <I'm> not, <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so that's it. That's all the questions I have for you today. Um, is there anything else you want to leave us with? Any thoughts on your mind? No, th- thank you guys for having me uh, on the show today. I really appreciate it. I wish I had more time, but I've got to the country today, so I've got to run in here and get better. <laughs> all right. Push a key. Well, uh, you glow girl. All right. Thank you guys. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank okay, you. Bye-bye. bye-bye. And that was Jet Setting with Jameson and his featured guest, Pusha Key. All right. <laughs> Mashup. <laughs> well, all right. What are we doing next? I think next we've got the uh, main topic. All right. Hit the Before we do topic. that, let's hit the uh, word of the day one more time. All right. Our word of the day is... Ineffable, <laughs> incapable of being expressed in words, indescribable, ineffable. I, that might be one of my favorite favorite words of the day. I like the way it's niggling. That's probably still my favorite. Niggling. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> from a, from good. a comedic perspective, it was probably some of my favorite. So yeah. Um. So so guys, uh, we're not gonna dive too too off the um springboard of deepness and fact, but I really want to hear what you guys feel and what you guys think about the topic. Uh, Today we're going to talk about when they see us a movie uh, that was recently, well, a mini series, I guess, or a long movie (laughs) that was recently released on Netflix uh, shot by Ava DuVernay. Uh, discussing a case um, that is often called the Central Park Geography case, which subsequently is called the Central Park Five. Um, so let's talk a little bit about it. So if you don't know about it, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of recap. We just want to take a little bit deeper look into this uh, graphic depiction of circumstances surrounding those those young men. In 1989, a 28-year-old female jogger uh, named Trisha Trisha Neely was brutally attacked and raped in Central Park. This attack left her in a coma for 12 days, and her own admission left her with a gap of memory where she could not remember what happened on that dreadful night. Unfortunately, simultaneously, uh, a large group of African-American and Latino teenagers were having some juvenilian rambunctiousness or fun as they probably coined it back then in a different part of the park. Uh, from all accounts, they were being um, 
extra, I guess is what we would call it today. Uh, but I'll make a point of saying when they see us, uh, they are terrified, they're afraid, uh, and they feel like they must take uh, action to stop what we do. So what I say is right or wrong, you know, the action in this case was to report the teenagers uh, to the police for harassment and assault. Uh, now I must admit the movie depicted a few of the teenagers assaulting a lot punching a man in the face. If that truly occurred, I don't see any fault with uh, calling the police. Um, what do you guys think? Think it's okay to call the police in that instance? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so I, you know, I don't want us to um, take the position that you shouldn't call the police in these scenarios, but I think folks need to take accountability for what they actually did. So it's at this point where the story takes a dire turn uh, for the rest of the show. Um, essentially, uh, from the reports, the police came out in full force. Uh, what I would consider a rousting, chasing, and arresting the boys as if they were grown men. Uh, they even went so far uh, as to hit a 14-year-old boy in the face with a police helmet during the arrest uh, because um, I guess he ran. You know, whether he was afraid or didn't want to get stopped or, you know, whatever the scenario. So <clears throat> the the bad news for the teenagers uh, at this time was that they were arrested uh, at the same time that uh, the other victim, uh, Trisha, was brutally raped. Uh, those essentially occurred in a time frame that were close by each other. According to the movie, the way it was depicted, there was approximately an hour, hour and a half uh, between uh, the boys reporting uh, and the rape. So by all accounts in 1989, well, per the movie in 1989, New York City was experiencing, for lack of a better word, a swell in the perpetration of forcible rape. But I did a quick review of the crime statistics and those statistics show there was actually a slight decrease in forceful rape uh, starting in the year 1987, uh, going through 88 and 89. Now it wasn't a um, statistically significant decrease if you look at it per 100,000 residents, uh, but it was on the decline. So the implied increase of forceful rape was depicted in the movie as the cause of the increased police intimidation and overall fervor uh, to get a solid convictable case on these five teenagers. In the movie, we saw an all too familiar scene of young black men, uh, children really, being treated like adults with mental, physical, and emotional warfare as the police officers go to tactic to elicit an admission of guilt uh, for these crimes in question. Of course, these admissions of guilt were used as a primary evidence against these children to convict them of rape. Convictions ultimately led to a sentence of up to 14 years for these teenage boys. And, um, you know, for this part, I'm going to stop there. Uh, admittedly, you know, I didn't cover every nuance of everything that happened in the field. Um, but, um, I feel like these scenes were just reminiscent of an all too familiar construct uh, for the black man. And for me, they were very hard to watch. I myself even shed a tear uh, watching these uh, injustice uh, for the kids. 
and I read some accounts uh, that um, watching a movie was like watching a horror film. And we'll dig into that a little bit later. Later in the film, they depict the cycle of injustice um, that was that the kids were exposed to. You know, that's pervasive through our justice system. They were treated like adults, uh, which in turn means they were treated like animals, in my opinion. Uh, of course, they had their rights removed. And of course, penal system politics uh, lead to the additional hardship uh, and injustice of being inside the system. Injustice, the injustice world, I'm sorry, the injustice would include corrections office and officer intimidation. And of course, inner inmate abuse, where one inmate will abuse, take advantage of another, as we all know is possible in the penal system. And once they've served their time and were released, of course, the film goes on to depict um, the post jail hardship and the lack of opportunity and the way it, the way it depicts the system. It seems to be set set up for recidivism. Uh, this lack of opportunity uh, led to one of the men breaking the law in a different way and uh, which also led to reincarnation. Um, later in the film, fortunately, another inmate that was serving time for a series of rapes. Uh, these rapes occurred during the same time as the Central Park Jogger incident. Um, he confessed. Uh, his confession was corroborated uh, by the DNA evidence uh, from the original crime scene. And of course, once this was confirmed, the children's convictions were thrown out. Uh, of course, the uh, the movie covers that it ultimately led to civil suit and settlement. Fellas, overall thoughts on the film. Um, well, I want to start off by saying that I'm glad that we took um, a week to kind of just really ab- absorb it. Um, it was it was a point to where everybody was talking about it. Excuse me, but it was most so because it was that hot topic, and basically, have to get past that first episode. It's something to talk about. You wanna, you wanna tweet about it. You wanna, you know, you wanna post it somewhere. Um, taking that that additional weeks for us was 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 big for me. Um, I, I did kind of prepare myself for it, and I watched it all in full today. Okay. Um. And yeah, that first episode was rough. So you're fresh. Yeah, it's fresh in my mind, and. Mm-hmm. And I had to take like a an hour and a half break from that first episode because it was it was that bad. <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. So, um, I I will say this the the I I believe the story was told very well. Mm. Um, you know, you know, of course, when you, when you watch something like that, um, I didn't have all the details of the case, so of course I've been, I've been ever since ever since I watched the four episodes, I've been kind of going back and. And seeing, because you know some things get tweaked for a movie. But I think they, I think overall, I think they kept it pretty, um, pretty straight laid out with the facts. Um, it's just, it's it's horrible um, to see, you know, that type of creation of a story just to get a conviction. Mm. And and I, and I realize that that public pressure and and politics play a part in that. But these are the people's lives that you're talking about, and. So that was the the main thing for me, and I think the the other the other thing that stood out for me was, um, just the fact that, you know, when you're out of jail, 
you know, how limited you are in what you can do. And it's it's so easy to go back into a life of crime. Because yeah. You don't have a whole lot of options. Not that many options, right? Yeah. Not that many options that <laughs> would really, truly have you, in a, have you in a good financial spot. Yeah. And, and, and it struck me when, um, when Yusef was getting a haircut and he was talking about how he wanted to be a teacher. And he was like, yeah, they're not going to let you do that. Right. And it's like, whoa, like, wow. You can't even be a teacher. Yeah. That's my initial thoughts. But overall, I think I think it was a good story. It was told. I I, uh, I got through it, and I and I and I was I felt like I was a better person after watching it. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I felt an appreciation just for, um, for your life. Yeah, and you know, to be blessed, um, because a lot of those things, you know, if 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 situations had changed just slightly, you know, these these guys would lives would been. You know, completely, completely different. different. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Larry. Double L. <laughs> Triple L. Um, Is it? I saw. Um, quadruple L. Lick him low, landing strip, Larry. <laughs> yeah, that was the same. Uh, <laughs> um. Sorry, go ahead. I saw, so I tried to watch it that first weekend. And when I first turned it on, those first, what, 15, 20, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. I saw what it was. I was like, you know what? I can't handle this right now. <laughs> so I cut that off. I couldn't. Couldn't deal. Yeah, because I mean, you you see in one of the conversations that were happening around the premiere of this series was about trauma porn, mm. and I I I think that's what that was for me, and what that means for people that are unfamiliar is think about movies like Twelve Years a Slave, um, you know, all those <laughs> movies about oppression, slavery justice system like documentaries as well like 13th and all that you know you just kind of come out of watching those feeling angry yeah. feeling hmm. you know and it's like a lot of people were saying like yeah i don't want it's like you want to support ava but and, and and these stories need deserve to be told Absolutely. be clear but it's like damn like why are these seemingly the stories that consistently get made it's like so we got so yeah like like we're, we're more than that you know we're, we're we're more nuanced we're you know we're deeper than that. we're more layered than that so why can the only thing seemingly that gets green lit <laughs> is you know traumatic experience in film and so a lot of people were, were like i you know i can't do trauma porn anymore and i i feel them on that, but I felt like it was important for me to watch it. I, I was familiar with the case, uh, and you know, a lot of that stuff came back up when Donald Trump was running for office because yep. he was such a you know, he put himself out there, you know, taking out what did he spend like eighty something thousand dollars yeah. for five ads yeah. in, in like full page, yeah, full page ads in the major <coughs> newspapers in New York. So yeah, I couldn't watch it that first day, but I binged it that Sunday and 
talk about waterworks, man. My, yeah. I think I had a tear duct infection. For some reason, I just couldn't stop. I had a pink eye. <laughs> man, allergies or something. Yeah. I don't even have allergies. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was tough, man. It was tough, uh, especially uh, Corey's story. Oh, yeah. Man, like he, he got it the most. Yeah, he did. What do you think was the worst about his story? Well, for the fact that he was treated like an adult, you know, and he was a kid. Uh, he was 16. He was, he was a child. So they, they're putting him in there with grown ass men. He ended up getting beat. And uh, who knows what else? Intimidation. Yeah. Who knows what they didn't show. And, you know, right. that's true. That's you true. see all of the studies on isolation and being yeah. in solitary confinement. You know, you saw it. They kind of touched on it a bit. In some of the scenes where he was in there, you know, basically going crazy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're alone, you're isolated, and especially, you know, mine is playing tricks on him. Right. And and then with his underdeveloped brain, right. You know, as a child, you know, your, your brain doesn't fully develop till they say around 25, 26. True. So this is a, a kid, man, you know, so he doesn't fully grasp what's happening, you know, and to go through that trial and to be coerced into a confession. Uh, did you guys actually see the the real? They released uh, the real footage from uh, Corey's confession, and they actually shout out to Ava again. They did a great job, like from the clothes to the Pepsi can and the, uh, yeah. the shot. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was, but to see the actual confession, recreating it. Yeah, it was man. That was hard to watch. I, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I I didn't see that, and I don't. Posted it, yeah, man. it was. Yeah. It was tough, man. Especially knowing you know what happened, but you can tell like he's looking off camera and he's like not making eye contact right Right. so like somebody forcing him yeah so it just it was it was a tough watch man and i think i think the 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 thing that was crazy for me is that you know he just he wouldn't even own the list nah just going to support his boy he just showed him to support his friend and 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 that's what really gets me it's like yo you went through the ringer a lot the most the most the most of 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 the of the five and dude, you was just eating some chicken. Yeah, so you know, yeah, man. I mean, there's some stuff I got later we can talk about to speak about, kind of like you know what happened, how it happened, and who did what. Uh, but it's crazy that um, crazy, but not unfamiliar. For right. us to get caught up for just being around, right? Yeah, something happening. Yeah, us being black men. So, um, and, you know, kind of like I said earlier, is this like, was it such a a frightening occurrence or something that was so hard to watch because it's just way too real? Yeah, is it like it's too close? To too home. close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, and so. You know, some folks, you know, like I said, they thought it was a horror film. Seriously. It's like worse than a horror film. Yeah. Because it's like, it is, if you could really put yourself, like when you watch it in a movie, it doesn't feel as real. But put yourself in jail at 16 with 35-year-old men. Lifers probably. Lifers. With nothing yeah. to lose, yeah. Nothing to lose. In Rikers <laughs> Island? Rikers of all places. <laughs> in New York? You know how hard people act like they are and want to portray in New York? Yeah. I mean, that's all they got is who's the hardest. And then you multiply that a hundredfold in jail. Yeah. 
And as a kid, you don't know who to talk to. You don't know who to trust. Just put yourself in that situation. It it it's worse than a horror film. Yeah. So, you know, in that same vein, you know, I've had some conversations about uh, the uncanny comparison between um, when they see us and horror films like Get Out, uh, another recent uh, cult classic. Not only cult classic, but just plain old classic. <laughs> Uh, film about a young black man that um, uh, befriends, falls in love uh, with a young white lady and uh, falls into the trap of of um, being lobotomized essentially but being alive um, as a scheme uh, that uh, this white family has promulgated against uh, the black culture and and, you know, in both instances, you know, the fantasy, you know, the, the black guy, he loses like connection to self uh, yeah. and uh, he has no power in this instance. Like he's literally these people are saying, hey, I now own you. I control you. You are in my world. Uh, and that was done, you know, with hypnotism, by force, et cetera. And it's very easy uh, to make the comparison to this real life scenario. Uh, and when they see us, you know, in the real life scenario, the same thing essentially happened. You know, these kids, uh, they're out probably doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, but not raping somebody. Uh, so they're out there and these things are happening. You know, it's kind of like folks say, don't marry a white girl. <laughs> he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing as far as the old folks would say. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe in that, but, uh, you know, as people would say. So these kids are out there doing something they weren't supposed to be doing and literally, you know, lose control of their body. Yeah. Like they are no longer in control or have agency over their life. It's like their life now belongs to the state. And that started the moment they got arrested. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, um, yeah. I mean, essentially, right. I mean, when you when you go to jail, that's exactly what happens. You you don't you don't have that control anymore, and and you know, spending that time in 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 juvie for four of them. Um, oh, you went to juvie. You went to juvie. Four 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 and five. We're in juvie. Um, when you asked him if he I have him here, oh, have juvie. I been to juvie? No, I I would no. Okay, uh, I'm a good guy. Um, I'm a good guy. I have been uh, messed with by the by them people. By by twins. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I remember one time I I so as a kid it's, it's funny this story and it this sparked up a lot of emotions. But uh, there was a when I was in high school a, a forged check scandal mm. going on, and uh, they were using my name. So they, had, yeah, they had, they had gotten my information somehow. The police had actually came up to the school and, uh, <laughs> and gotcha. talked to me. Yeah. And then, uh, took me to, to lock up, man. Like to, to question me. Like, yeah, it was scary. How old, how old were you? Shh, man, that'd be 15, 16. Oh my God. So, wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, so they brought me in. And, you weren't, yeah, pop, you weren't uh, popping tags, bro? Nah, man, I wasn't. Not at that point. 
I may have played around with a little, a little weed at one time. You know, the little <laughs> tweets, a little wacky tobacco, cane pan, and I was a little trash. <laughs> Went home. You were on that uh, stepped on yeah, dirt Mexican. Reggie. That dirt Mexican weed. Sorry, landing strip, uh, Larito. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. But um, yeah, that that's one instance that I thought about during uh, watching that when they brought me in for questioning, and they actually had surveillance footage of the people um, that were doing that. But <laughs> they brought me in to see if I had anything to do with it, and tried to shake me down, try to intimidate me to, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you're a kid, you know, so you're scared, but. Um, yeah. And you're told to listen to the authority. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the and way. that's the that's the caveat for me. Yeah. It's like your parent, like most parents <laughs> are going to say, listen to the teacher, listen to the police officer. Well, they used listen. to. Well, I'm talking about then. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Then in the, in the late 80s it's and 90s. Now, but now it's different. Yeah. But, you know, you got to stand up for yourself and what's right now. But, well, but now, now it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's a balance because, I mean, I. I have my daughter, I have my son, and, you know, I don't know necessarily what to tell them. You know, I, I, you know, I want them to be respectful. Um, right. I, don't, I, I want them to be, you know, if they tell them to do something, do it. But at the same time, I'm like, you got to be fearful. You got to be, you know, cognizant of what's going on because, you know. You got to be what? Cognizant. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Suffering succotash. Dealing with a lot of sinus issues. <laughs> I was just lost for a second. Cockasin. You know, in and then and then say that word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that I'm, I'm saying that, um, you know, I have I have to, you know, I I want them to be aware of what's going on, but I don't want to scare the bejesus out of them now. Cause, I mean, Brooklyn's eleven, you know, Noah's eight, and now's the time. Yeah, now's the time to teach them, but I. You know, I, I always feel like I have to walk that line between, you know, just dumping all the reality on them where, where they lose their innocence in their childhood. Sure. And, and but making sure that they they know what to do when they're in that situation. But they have awareness. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's so scary because you never know if you're doing it right until that situation happens and you don't want that situation to ever happen. Always, I've always been told, you know, you never know if you're doing it right, but... Uh... Always just do your best. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I um another instance I had was actually in Douglasville. Oh. The legendary yeah. <laughs> Clayco? Nah, it's Douglas no. Douglas right off uh, I twenty. Oh mm-hmm. sorry, I was yeah. They, Driving uh, home. I was heading to see my folks, I believe. Well yeah. no, that's no, nah, I was young then too, so I was coming from voice lessons. Because uh, my vocal coach was rolling on the down side. twenty, it won't be long, shorty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, he pulled me over and uh, tried to say smell weed in the car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time mm-hmm. I was young, adolescent. I was serious about my singing career, and right. no tweeds involved. Yeah, I'm not gonna mess up my gif. You know, nigga got gifts. Uh, <laughs> shout out, Terrence Howard from the rest. Does that mean gifts like? G-I-F-S? So I found out, actually, fun fact, it's actually <laughs> GIF. 
the yeah, creator no. came out. I didn't know that. I don't know like, it's a lot of people still say it's gotta GIF. be GIF. Yeah, I, I still say GIF. Right? Yeah. Why would so you a say lot GIF? Of people still say yeah. Why would you say GIF and GIF? It's gotta be GIF. Nah. Like Jeff. I don't like With a G. It. I don't like it. Like Jeff makes you think about peanut butter too much. A little, yeah. <laughs> I grew up on that stuff, so yeah, a little bit. Oh, you guys ate Jeff? Yeah. Huh. Peter, what you had, Peter Pan? No, he had the fancy stuff. Oh, <laughs> fancy peanut butter. You know, we went Skipped. to the farmers market and oh well, shit, <laughs> oh organic, oh shit. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> buy local. Shout, shout out to Soulard Market. You know, my dad was ahead of his time. I just started that two years ago. <laughs> shit, <laughs> but now I got Jeff and shit. You know, <laughs> Trader Joe's version. Yeah, I was so he pulled me over, said he smelled weed in the car, and. Call the dog, uh, the, the sniffing huh. dog. Yeah. So he made me get out of the car and I had to sit and watch as the canine unit came and sniffed around my vehicle. Dramatic. And, um, you know, even though I, I know I didn't have anything on me, I still was very, you know, nervous. And so, <laughs> and you know, these are trained dogs, right? So right. obviously the dog didn't smell anything, but the cop gives the dog a look like, yeah, like you better smell and the something. Dog goes, hoo, hoo. It's like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> got him. Yeah, so I'm sitting at the squad car with the other cop. I'm like, come on, man. You see, he gave him, like, you know. What what, what year was this? You know? 89? <laughs> nah, right. <laughs> You're the oldest one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. AARP card in the mail? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> But uh, I need to use it when you get it. Still stands Hotel out. discounts. Still sends out. <laughs> well, see the re- Hey-o. <laughs> Hey-o. I'm sorry. I should have said, yep. Well, the reason why I ask is because, you know, like, obviously that's a scary experience, right? Sure. But, you know. Michael Jordan's dad died around that time, probably. I mean. Side of the road. This wasn't that late. Yeah, I was about to say, damn. It was like 96. 93. Four. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I guess I was thinking because, you know, <clears throat> you know, we're we're whole fans, right? Yeah. And so if it's you know, in my head This was before that. Okay. Because in my head, <laughs> whole would get you in some serious serious yeah. shit. Cause you just start feeling you the glove compartments unlocked, so with the trunk in the back, I know my rights, you're gonna need a warrant for that. Nah, son, not in Douglasville. <laughs> not in Douglasville. So. Uh, not anywhere, really. <laughs> no, not anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe now that they have cameras. You might get away with that. Nah, might could. I wouldn't risk it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He called the dog, and he uh, the canine unit <laughs> gave the dog a look, and the dog barked. He was like, "Dog, don't do that for no reason." I'm oh, like, "Man, Lord. get out of here." So, long story short, long story less long, as they say. Yeah. Um, they didn't find anything, and he actually sent me on my way. But uh, just yeah. that that experience, you know. And we've seen it in movies. We've seen it in real life. We've seen it in overturned convictions. Yeah. Folks plant stuff. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. In that yeah. moment, I was like, yeah. I ain't got nothing. You know? We saw it in this movie. Yeah. Even. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's a little different because there's sure. no planting. But it's like sure. planting the evidence in somebody's mind. Planting the confession. Confession. Yeah. That's right. And so uh, I get it, man. I've never been... I've been paced, I've been watched, I've been pulled over, I've actually been arrested, but not never had the dogs come out. Yeah, man. You know, fortunately, uh the time when I was being when I was 
being uh, tracked by the police on the highway. I gave him a look and I was like, what's up? He drove off. And when he drove off, he had somebody else sitting there waiting to give me a ticket. And I just was like, oh, let me just drive the regular speed. And so I was coming from the country in Tennessee. My car was dirty, driving down the interstate, looking like I, you know, could be guilty of nothing. Uh, so, you know, I was a little bit nervous kind of when that happened because the cop paced me for five or six miles on the interstate. Mm. Uh, and until I looked running at him, tags. yeah, running tags. So I looked at him and I was like, dude, what do you want? He was, he would have stayed there. So yeah, I'm glad you, uh, made it out without, uh, unscathed, I guess is the word I would use. Without incident. Is yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, uh, I know you guys brought it up earlier, uh, about, uh, your boy Trump. Um, so how do the actions of your boy and the prosecutor uh, reflect on what's going on today with black men, how we are portrayed and how we're murdered in the streets by the police and everybody thinks it's warranted or okay. Just similarly to the fact um, they thought that the treatment uh, or the coercion of confessions was okay back then because they were guilty of something. That's a good segue, actually. So did you guys see that uh, your girl, uh, Linda Fairstein, mm-hmm. Fairstein, whichever, uh, actually wrote an op-ed? Yeah, in the Wall Street Journal, right? Mm-hmm. That was number five on my list. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's okay. Ahead, Go ahead. Well, we, we, can, we can table that for now. Oh, let it flow. Let it go. <laughs> you know how the song goes I, you know don't act like you don't know okay I, I know but I wasn't going to say I know too yeah, 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 yeah I got nieces I, but I ain't going to uh, sing it uh, whatever whatever so, 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 so what did Linda say so she's saying that it is a complete fabrication <laughs> right. let me uh, let me read a quick uh, read it read, read a snippet uh, all right so linda fairstein the manhattan <coughs> district attorney's office prosecutor who took the lead in the controversial central park five case is speaking out against ava duvernay's when they see us in an op-ed for the wall street journal claiming the netflix miniseries based on the 1989 case omits crucial details and defames her uh writing in the wall street journal fairstein who was portrayed by felicity huffman um and when they see us says the four part limited series omits a riot of more than 30 people that took place on April 19th, 1989, the date of the attack on the central park jogger, Tricia Nielli. Uh, Fairstein contends that reporters and filmmakers like DuVernay have only ever focused on the five accused teenagers, four African-American and one Hispanic and the one victim and have missed the larger picture of that terrible night, a riot in the dark that resulted in the apprehension of more than 15 teenagers who set upon multiple victims. She adds that on that night, eight others were attacked, including two men who were beaten so savagely that they required hospitalization for head injuries and claims there is compelling evidence that the five were involved in the riot in the riot. So, and you know, I read that article and she says that, Hey, she didn't get there until 22 hours into the, um, until 22 hours after after the arrest until the interrogation yeah. you know so that doesn't mean 
there wasn't a culture of violence yep. uh, and coercion in the uh, police unit. It also doesn't mean that she wasn't complicit complicit with the um, actions of those officers. Um, fuck her, man. <laughs> that's how. That's how. If you want to know how I really feel, well, there is you a know. hashtag cancel Linda Fairstein campaign going on right now, um, yeah. and the heat is on her. So her publisher, uh, so she, of course, we all know that she went on to become a uh, acclaimed fictional writer right. of, you know, of crime novels and children's books. But Which is ironic because she's great at fabricating fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, she, Apparently. Yeah. Well, see what you did there, by the way. It was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she got dropped by her publisher and she had to, she resigned from the boards of Vassar College, uh, God's Love We Deliver in the Joyful Heart Foundation. Wow. Yeah. And uh, they also, she was on the, Hall of Fame, the Wall of Fame of her high school, and they took her picture down as well. Good. And of course, they're trying to get Amazon and other uh, sites to take down her novels. So, hey, you know, that's ineffable. Accountability. Yep. Accountability. And then the other lady, a uh, letterer, she's still on the board at Columbia Law School. Yeah. The, the so, lead uh, prosecutor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, just since we're talking about that, uh, what about the Teresa, Teresa Mealy lady? Uh, she comments that she doesn't remember the attack, but it's convinced to this day that uh, there were more than one perpetrator of the attack. Is this fair to the young gentlemen that were convicted, whose convictions were overturned? It's not. Like, it's not. in my world, you know, it creates this environment of question, like, were they also were they and also ran? Yeah. Were they also involved? Yeah. Um, you have to be careful, right? Because she is a victim in this. Yeah. But she did say that you know she lost memory. Right. For a while, so it's like still yeah. doesn't remember, according to her. Right. So how can you say that? How can it's you, you know I I feel feel really bad for her that she's lost memory, but it's so inflammatory. It is. Yeah. And then to go back to what you were saying about your boy. Um, you yeah, know, that was, was loud like, yeah. and wrong. Hashtag loud and wrong. <laughs> the huge. Yeah, like, and he's like Linda Fairstein before all this heat was on her was doubling down. Still, like, nah, they they still they not innocent though. So it's like, dude, yeah, that's all you have to say for right everything that happened to these boys. And, and nobody's saying they were innocent of assembling without a permit or yeah, uh, you know out after curfew for young boys. I, I don't know what the laws are in, in New York, but especially in 89. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, whatever those things that they, other charges that they could have been convicted on, uh, or that they may have also been convicted on. Great. They might've been guilty of those, but, uh, it's the stain of rape. Uh, and the adultness of the crime of the punishment, uh, that for, for me makes it very, Hard to swallow, you know, and I, and and uh, and I go back to say, you know, with the Trump and the prosecutor thing. So this just really, really is reminiscent of the media spin that we get today, like from the NRA, you know, where you'll see, um, hey, we stand with the police no matter what, right? Uh, until it's a black policeman, you know, that's accused <laughs> or found guilty 
Um, or if you're a licensed gun owner, that communicates that you have a licensed firearm in the car and still be shot. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what about the spin? Like, how does it relate? Like, in my world, this is still going on today. It just looks a little bit different. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think a lot of that, the reason why it looks different is because, of, you know, we're more aware. Um, you know, you got and visibility. Yeah, visibility. You got social media. You got all these news outlets and everything. So, like, you know, and I'm asking questions. And, and again, I know the movie can, can't cover all the details, but, you know, while I'm watching the movie, I'm asking questions like, well, you know, you put these guys together. No, no one did a, you know, some background or say that, did, you know, did, did, did this guy, you know, no, <laughs> the Yusef Notron, like beforehand, did, right. did they hang with Raymond? You know, so like that was in my head at first, and and see now w- between you know, you got you got the news, you got bloggers, you just got people just just nosy that they will comb through you know everything, you know, timelines and everything. You you have to you have to be a little bit more co- covert, um, and and I think that's that's where we're in now. But it's we're still facing the same issues. So so before you go there, so what do you, where are you guys at on all the people that say you know? It's the system, right? Like, yeah, these people, these individuals involved in the case, you know, they they did wrong things. And uh, the lead detective uh, actually died as well. Uh, buddy uh, died a week after it premiered as well. So mm. it's like at the time of atonement, all of this stuff is happening, yeah. <laughs> you know, with this visibility. Yeah, you know, take the case at the, the guilt yeah. of his life. Yeah. Was a part of that death, yeah. But what I saw some people say that you know it's the system, like the system puts pressure for these people to to get conviction rates to, of course, you know. So it's like arrest rates, right? Ticket rates, then the privatization <laughs> of prisons, yeah. like yeah, yeah you know, like and, and you know, like and you, systematic. And you think about all the all of the unlawful stops that occur. It's really a funnel to make money for the the government. You More know, on drugs, all of the <laughs> systematic stuff like yeah. let's drop this uh, this bomb in your in your communities and then enact stop and frisk laws and, and yeah, that was <laughs> mandatory <on> my, minimum sentencing. <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny is that stop and frisk was part of my uh, research for this today. Yeah. And um, I was curious, like, when the laws were enacted on Stop and Frisk. I didn't know if it was related to this uh, for New York, but it turned, come to find out Stop and Frisk was upheld by the Supreme Court in Ohio in, like, 1970 or 71. Uh, don't quote me on that, folks. Um, and it's crazy that the Supreme Court actually held that up. Yeah. It's not crazy because of the timing that they held it up. But it's just crazy that it lasted so long before it was overturned. So, you know, I, I really want to, uh, I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, the issues and the ails and things that have occurred and, you know, how they treat, you know, black men and women like animals and they shoot us down the street, yada, yada, yada. What can we do to change the global narrative of the black race, specifically the black man? How can we change the images that have been ingrained in our mind, in our mind, thoughts and hearts and minds, you know, in the U S for hundreds of years, 
and internationally for 30, 40, 50 years. I don't want to touch that. I'd, I'd like more time for that. I'd like more time to unpack and then to actually come up with real strategies and, you know, do more research. So I, I'm about out of this. Can you one. give me one, one thing that we can do? Not we, that can be done. I mean, why, why should we have to do anything? Why, why, why aren't we seen as, it's human, you know what I mean? To to some people, like it's it's I, I, that's the the shitty part about it. That's you know? the question. Yeah, but it's it's I'd hard. Like to touch it yeah, time, it's yeah. hard, and and I I can I can respect where you're coming from with that. Where we we probably could touch on that another time in, in more in depth with analysis. But I can't I can't say this. Um, I feel like it's not a lot that we can do until you can't change a person or you can't. We can't change the situation because it's a group of people that see the black males how they see them, and we can't change how they how they how they see us. We, no, not, not we or society. I don't. No one can unless they want to be seen. Unless, unless they want to change, you so can't your change. Is about I, society, I, not I, about us specifically. Well, I'm just saying we global we. I'm asking the question because. It's a layer question. Of course it is. Multi-layer, right? So that's yeah. why I saved it for last because it's like something that we can talk about and have a, a, a good discourse well, on. But I, but I totally get it. I'm just saying no, it's, no, it's no. a lot. No, no, no. I don't feel that way. And so I get it. It's a lot to unpack and maybe more than we can handle on today's episode. Um, but, you know, I'm taking the case that the narrative of the black man has been promulgated and created uh, with media and news outlets and you know all these things to this day look at uh channel two news today man to this day uh and so today you know you know and so still and even when we've called them out for the tricks like we we know we see you right right. like we we see you bro like you know what they're doing you know and it's still you know dominated by oh you know southwest atlanta this happened this shit. yeah like clay Cole, and like it's just like come on man there's more shit there's wild shit going on on the top end perimeter <laughs> for those yep. familiar with atlanta like there's there's buckhead Brookhaven. Yeah, there's a lot of crime going on up there as well it's, it's funny how unless it's like something super egregious or involving children or something that right. that never makes the news, but all the petty everyday shit, everyday conflicts make their way on the news, which contributes to the perception. Yeah. You know, and it dehumanizes, you know, uh, the people in these underserved communities. And it also desensitizes those watching the news. True. That's right. True. It makes it seem okay. Yeah. To yeah. roust five yeah. young oh, boys animals down there because they yeah. are uh-huh. wilding. Yeah. It's the term that they use, yeah. you know, they are breaking the law anyway. So I, you know, so I, I really, I brought that up so we can have some conversation, but I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, if we're not going to cover it in depth here, what I like to do is just leave that as a nugget of thought. Like, cause we can always look at kind of what happened and where we are yeah. and where we've been, but I like to figure out where are we going? What, l- we, what can like we do? To revisit. Definitely. Yeah. I'd like to, so, to spend a whole show you know talking about that and just you know coming let's put it on our list strategies yeah some ideas on our list so yeah you know you know so that's all that i had like um predetermined to have a conversation here uh and i'm glad that we kind of left it on that note because i want folks to be thinking about hey 
not necessarily in the mindset of what are we mad about? Um, but in the mindset of what can we do about it? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Know your rights for one thing. Yeah. Know mm-hmm. your rights. Educate yourself. Parents and children, you know, mm-hmm. get educated and then teach your children. Uh, because like the one scene, you know, uh, with Where Michael K. Williams. Yeah, yeah. Like see how they got him. Like, oh, I know you got them charged. You know, you got that, you got a pass, you got that good job. Now, huh? I can make that go away. You know, if yeah. you don't get in there and, and tell him to play ball, like it's. Yeah. <laughs> All too common. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I had a, I had, a, I had a, I just had a thought like while I was sitting here. <laughs> Has it, have any of you guys seen Making Make a Murderer? Yes. It's just crazy how this kind of stuff happens, right? Yeah. Not just to, to black people. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it just, yeah. yeah. It's like poor folks disenfranchised. You know, it's not always about black and white. Sometimes no. it's about uh, finances. Yeah. yeah, and education or perceived education. Yeah, uh, so I just wanted to drop that little nugget in there. It's like, you know, this is a this is definitely a black story yeah. and a completely black experience. Yeah, uh, but in my mind, I was just like, you know, it happens all over, and so law enforcement, you know, just do the right thing, man. If you can't find the right guy, either keep trying or move on to the next. It's crazy how, and this is really have, well, no, I guess it is kind of to piggyback off of what you just said or what we just talked about uh, with how, you know, the poor and disenfranchised, you know, are, are affected by aggressive policing. Um, and it, it's, you know, crime, like there have been psychological studies done, like crime, first off, is a matter of proximity, but then it. Poverty, you know, <laughs> like, like poverty, people trying to eat, trying to survive, right. you know, like by any means, like they, their communities are underserved. They, they are, they don't have the resources, you know, and I just, that just made me think of something. So, you know, I live in, I guess you could say is a bougie, yeah, affluent, uh, zip code. Yeah. I, I have a condo. I don't have like one of these elaborate. You have a McMansion. You have a McMansion around there. Well, not. I'm some estates around. So, <laughs> hey, when I lived in in Brookhaven, I thought those were some some mansions. Like, nah, those are some mini McMansions. You no, go over man. to Vinings and and up through Tuxedo Park and all that, dude. Those are estates. That's old money. money. Yeah. yeah. Those those homes driving past those make you feel something like they, they got that Frank Ski money, over dude. There. They got some <laughs> some some houses back there that are scary. Wow, like they're Agreed. so big, yeah. But um, seen them, man. It's I I drive through there, so you know I really like to to drive through and just visualize, you know, and just yeah. Let me see that. Let me get motivated by that. But uh, one thing I noticed, and this is what made me think about it, what you just said about you know the poor and underserved, is like on every corner and all off of the roads up there, you have live police cameras. That's right. Wow. But <laughs> unless something actually happens, you're not getting pulled over. That, but I'm that just saying that was wild to, to me. Like, cause in these problematic, I'm doing air quotes right yeah. now, areas, you would think that you would want to put cameras there, right. but it's like, nah, uh, we need, we don't, we don't wanna, need cameras on the fuck we shit. Don't, we don't want to protect. We want to police. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I don't know why that made no, me think it, of that, it, but look, yeah. You know how much, so let me, let me, let me, let me talk about my own experience. I moved to Atlanta. I lived in 
what's now called Brookhaven. Hey. It was unincorporated to cap at the mm-hmm. time. Yep. Um, you know, moved to Gwinnett, stayed in Gwinnett. Um, you know, lived in East Atlanta after the it turned. Um, lived in Emmon Park, Mechanicsville. All types of forgot to renew my tag and <laughs> uh speeding in front of the cops and all kinds of shit. Never been harassed until I moved to what's considered a quote unquote black neighborhood in Capitol View. Driving down the street on university, arbitrarily, my tag is run. Driving down the street now, wasn't speeding. Windows were down, my music was up because I was in a good mood. (laughs) But the cops pull out, forgot some shit, jammed up. Arrested. I had been here 12 years of youthful recklessness. <laughs> and until I moved to the black neighborhood, I was good. Never been typecast or um, profiled until I moved to the black neighborhood. But people think the problem is because poor folks commit the crimes. It's not really that it's often a crime is committed because you can't afford to pay the $35 to reinstate your driver's license. Crime is committed because you don't have a stable household and you missed a court notification. So now, you know, so now you are, um, uh, you have, there's a warrant out for your arrest. And you can't afford a lawyer. So you get a, uh, a court-appointed lawyer, which who isn't great. These crimes are committed by all levels of the world. But if you don't have access or resources, you're SOL. So, you know, I'd submit to you that uh, it's not about who you are always or where you're from. It's just about your resources. If you grew up in the hood and your family had a little bit of status or a little bit of money, you still were in a better place uh, than your neighbor down the street that didn't. <sighs> so that's enough for me, man. You guys got anything else to say on this topic? No. 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 <laughs> Last thing I want to say, uh, topic's done, but I just want to close by saying their names, man. <laughs> you know, Antron, Kevin, Yusef, Raymond, and Corey. Um, when you think of people's name, hopefully you feel like they're more human and you identify with the humanity of the experience, you know, whether you feel self-righteous and think that they shouldn't have been out there or, you know, that it's their fault because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, but they're humans and furthermore, they were children. So uh, sad that we had to go so far to get it right. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad they were vindicated in the end. Yeah. I didn't realize three out of five of them live in, in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. I thought four out of five. No, one's in New Jersey. And oh, New Jersey. Like New Yusef York. is in New Jersey, and then, and then Corey is in New York. New York still. Gotcha. Yeah, man. Well, do we have uh, anything else that we want to do? 
Yeah, we got to ask an intellect. Oh, yeah. We didn't and, get uh, to uh, that last one. Yeah. Let's end yeah. on the let's do lighter it. note. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, 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 let's take this thing off right. All right. So, <laughs> and uh, great job, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Great job. Thanks. All right, so uh, got a couple asking intellects. Uh, the first one, and we're gonna keep the names uh, hidden to protect the innocent, or not so innocent on the second one. Uh, the first one. Uh, whoa, whoa! My boyfriend of three years ghosted me. <laughs> we had been long distance for the past six months. We'd been having some problems, and rather than talk it out like grown-ups, he stopped responding to my texts and calls completely. So basically, I was forced to end a relationship with someone I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with via a text and an email. Uh I am fucking pissed. It's been a month, and I recently found out that he's seeing someone and might possibly have been seeing her while we were together. Hashtag black men don't cheat if he's black. (laughs) I confronted him about it over text, and he denied it but he still refused to engage in any sort of conversation that resembles closure. It was just a couple of mean texts sent back and forth. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm hurt and feel absolutely gutted. Perhaps the most frustrating part of it all. I'm furious at the fact that we didn't have any sort of end of relationship talk. How did the person I told all my secrets to become the person who ignores me, possibly forever? I don't think the dynamic is going to change, but I don't want to accept it. How do I become okay with the toxic silence between us? Intellects, your thoughts. Do you have any advice? (laughs) You know, there's a few things I could say. She says she ended it via text and an email, but uh, I think the end was the ghosting. You know, I hate to I hate to point out that uh, technicality in this uh, story, but uh, <laughs> you know, we like to keep our story straight here on the Vex Intellect. Uh, but I'm sure you sent that um, that email and that text with anger. And what I'd say is, sometimes in these situations when we're ghosted or when we don't have closure, because I I've been I've been there. I think we've all been there once or twice where we didn't get. Uh, the closure we needed uh, from a scenario, but cowards. Exactly. But what I'd say is um, write another email. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying it, don't write another email with the intention of getting closure from that person, but write another email as a uh, treatise to yourself all the things that you really wanted to say or all the things that you would say to that person. If you thought they were actually listening, you don't have, if if you feel like sending it, send it, (laughs) but I would block that email because I wouldn't want the response, but I would just release whatever I have in me, whether it's to the universe, whether I put it in a, a big steel bowl and burnt it and, and let, the energy around what you have to say dissipate into the, to the, to the atmosphere. Uh, but I would write it and uh, I would use that as my closure. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's a good point. I think, a, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Cause the one thing I was going to say is um, you don't necessarily 
need that closure from that person. Just like you said, you, you need it for yourself. So you're upset and you're frustrated because you don't have closure. And that's usually, that's usually, that's the person who, um, the relationship did not end the way they wanted it to end. Usually is always looking for closure. Um, I won't, Typically, or stereotypically, it may it, 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 it may be someone, maybe a woman. Um, but, you know, there are occasions that, you know, both sides, both genders. Is it toxic? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I, I did say stereotypically. I don't, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I was just asking. Yeah, I'm not. Because I have needed closure yeah. once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. So, um, like maybe maybe four or five. But, I mean, oh, whoa. Once or twice for me. <laughs> well, you know, I thought I thought it was like only like once. <laughs> I thought I could share here. I can. You can. No, oh, be, okay. be open. Be open. Be uh, you. Um, but <laughs> but no, I I think I actually I actually did that with a uh, a family member I was having some issues with. Um, and you know, I had I ended up writing an email, and I, I didn't see it. Um, so I I. Don't send it. <laughs> That's my advice. Don't send it. But I, I did write an email out and I kind of just left it in the draft and I put everything out there and it, send that shit. It, it did make me feel better. Um, sending it won't, won't help anything at all. Shit. See, I think she should just let it go. I had let that to. thing rip. Let it go. Let, let it go. go. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, Let it go. <laughs> yeah, it let sounds rip. to me like, yeah. Um, she, I think her adding that part about, you know, well, he could have been with her while, you know, we were together. Like, you don't have any proof of that. And, and right now you're just searching for something to make exactly. you feel better. Like, Larry, exactly. yeah, about how could he do that? Like, you he know? couldn't just want to get away from you. Right. Like, it has to be something. Like, I, I need, to, but in, in fairness to her, he's not giving her closure. So he's leaving her mind to wander. You gotta get yourself closure in that, in that case. You yep. can't in these you can't instances, move on. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. You can't move on until you close. Yeah. Closure is actually internal anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, a we lot feel of like don't, don't admit that we yeah. can't really admit that at the, in the time when we're in that. Well, you yeah. know what happens is we we put our internal expectations on the external oh, partner. Like last week. Hey, <sighs> you figured I reference it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think. Um, I think a lot of times people that quote unquote want close, well, I guess it, it, it's, it varies, right? Because some people want something to be able to tell people when they ask what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. they want to be able to, well, he said, <laughs> that just yeah, like, man, that's funny. Like that you say out. that, you know, I have a kind of a, a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my reaction is interesting. Is it really the story? I mean, because you know, if you if a story to tell, you could just say, "Hey, he ghosted me." And I think that's more common and accepted yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's like, hey, we, you know, I thought we had something, and but did. I was yeah. wrong, right? You know, and turned out, find out he was dating someone new. Who knows when that started? I think that's a very acceptable um, yeah. response these days. I've yeah. been ghosted. You know? So, and with phones and with uh, dating apps, like it's it's more it's easier to oh yeah you know to ghost people. Um, it's actually funny that you 
say that on the heels of that, uh, there was a, a tweet. I actually wanted to do a full conversation on this, but uh, just to table this and move on to the next question real quick. But it was a tweet I read. It said uh, the default narrative of uh, the default narrative that your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend must be the enemy is BS and makes it harder to move on. Yep. Relationships ending have less to do um, with cheating and more to do with two people who were wrong for each other from the start, but still continue to be together. Right. Place equal accountability on the fact that you let your emotions trump your common sense. It's about forgiving yourself more than forgiving the other person. Real. Yeah, man. Wow. I had a, I had a long relationship, you know, and when people ask me what happened, I never say she was this or she was that, or yeah. I was this or I was that, yeah. you know, I would say that, Hey, she's a great this, or she's a great that, you right. know, I'd say something positive because yep. I'm a fucking fool yeah. to be with somebody yeah. for this long yep. or that long. And then go back and run them down like they ain't shit. Yeah. Like, if, yeah, it makes you look really shit. You makes you look really bad. You're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people don't think about that. Yeah, right? no, they and don't. So you're with somebody for all these years and you're like, oh, he ain't shit or he did that or he did this. What's wrong with you? Well, what does right. that say about you? Right. That yeah. says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be hard on him, but I, I just noticed that it, it seems to me because like you just said, same thing with me. I, I'm accountable for all my choices. Yeah, you know, like the 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 ones that I choose, even the ones that that turned out to have been some fuck shit or or that lied or whatever, I should have I should have caught that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, nine times out of ten they give you the signs. I was gonna say, but you yeah. knew anyway. You knew, you knew, but damn, that thing was good, or, or damn, like are you, are you really? Feel, yeah, are you really wanted to be? Yep, in love with that person, like you pick this person out of yep. a, a lineup, and you were like, okay, I'm gonna do everything it takes yep. to make this shit work. Yep. And uh, and you fucked up. Yep. But you knew that this chick, she had the propensity to slip and fall another dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So the second question. <laughs> I got to transition on my comments all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm dropping the mic or something. I had sex with someone. I'm almost certain. I probably should not have had sex with. Been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more specifically, Ooh. I had sex with the wife of one of the deacons at my parents' church. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you probably should not. <laughs> oh, please keep reading. Please keep reading. Then we discovered that we actually really like each other, which obviously makes it worse than just the physical. <laughs> I'm afraid I may be falling in love with someone I definitely should not, all caps, even be allowed to like. And if I keep it up, this will probably completely destroy my parents' relationship and good name with the church. (laughs) If or when it gets out. I imagine meeting up at a gay bar in the next city where no one we know ever ever goes and they kindly ignore us being the heterosexual couple in the corner is probably going to work for so long, but for so long, I like my church and my parents have been members for years. I like my lover. (laughs) I like the deacon too, to be honest. (laughs) And I come and am I completely fucked (laughs) or is there a path I can't see from here? Can can I, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. (laughs) 
Cheating in a gay bar is such a great idea. <laughs> it's novel AF if you're a straight person. Like, who comes up with this? You know what? No one has ever, this has never crossed that my is, mind. That is genius. Like, real talk. Like, that is genius. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> like, like, what? Who yeah. comes up with this? In another town? Bar, yeah. In another in, town. In another town. Wow, this sounds like a John Legend song plus some gay stuff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Black marriage. Hmm. Not to that. You know, Oh, I just, not that you, what? Yeah, not to, Um, so I, I don't know. No, 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 I don't got a story this Okay, week. cool. All right, just check. <laughs> so cute. Um, oh. I uh, the deacon Ooh. at the church and poor your guy. parents are uh, a member of what? the church. I said, poor guy. The yeah, man. Yeah. Um, faithfully serving his church and. I think I think all right. You know, jokes aside, jokes aside, you gotta. It, it can't be no like if you gonna just gonna you know you gonna sit there and keep making this a thing. Like it's gotta be like some sort of stronger affection. So you kind of have to evaluate their relationship to see can it go to um, the next level. And if and if you feel like it can't, then you need to cut it off, and because it's gonna ruin too too many lives. But if you feel like it's, you can. It can work, and you feel like that's your chance of romantic happiness. Sometimes you gotta crack some eggs, though. So like omelet, you know? wait, so you're saying fuck the deacon? Oh wait, he got he do got a wife, right? He this is the wife. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's oh, fucking right. the, deacon's oh, the deacon's wife. wife. The deacon's wife. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the right. deacon's. So wife. we cracking the deacon's head to make some eggs. The deacon's wife taking dick. <laughs> Okay, I forgot. I forgot the deacon's wife was married. Lady. Okay, yeah. I did forget that. Yeah, you can go on in that shit. The deacon's <laughs> wife was married. You forgot that? Movie? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I forgot the deacon. Yeah, cheating yeah. in the next room. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a hot goddamn mess. I'm not gonna lie to you. Who's making love to my, my old lady? Why you not making love? <laughs> okay, I was jamming on that one. <laughs> oh man! Oh <laughs> man! Yeah, you got to end that shit. I almost feel it's, like if loving you is wrong. Yeah. That's yeah. What, that's what he's I don't want to be right. Yeah. I don't want to be right. <laughs> yeah, so look. That whole commercial was fire, by the way. Look. So you know what I... <laughs> I'll tell you what. All I got, all I have to say, in, <laughs> other than this genius idea that I've noticed here, not that I would ever use it, but... <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but what I'd say is, man, this is foul. Levels, levels to this shit. So many. Yeah. yeah. I, my my question is, if it's a deacon at your parents' church, yeah. is this a cougar? Are we in Cougarville? Hey. <laughs> and this is like a twenty-two-year-old kid. Hey yo! <laughs> now you're <laughs> barking up <laughs> the right tree. I just yeah. <laughs> like it sounds like it's a cougar. cougar right up my up. alley there. I, I don't necessarily think we need the information, but I want it. Like, yes. I just because the story. Oh my god! Is, it sounds so like good. it. Yeah. It's like the sixty-two-year-old. Mom's age, deacon's wife, and the thirty-nine-year-old son who just got out of a long-term relationship. I actually have a friend. No, 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 no! Don't do it! Hit it! Hit it! Hit it! All right, I hit it this time. Nah, I can't. I'm sorry. What what should I say? Do it. Yep. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it to him. Can't do it to him. Uh, Similar situation though. Good dude, man. Good brother. Uh, His old lady is in the church being wild. 
And uh, he's still with, and they still together. Yeah. Uh, I uh-huh. seen him at Kroger actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, Has it gotten any? Has it gotten late? Who, him? Yeah, I'm just, oh, I probably not. <laughs> I was asking about him, but yeah, no, nah, yeah. probably not. Yeah, uh, no, I wasn't talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even talk about that. Yeah, I was just asking. I'm a little quick on my feet. I called that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see you know, active in the church there. and, you know, and with his wife and she out here being a hot pocket. Hey, that's all it is, is a hot pocket sometimes. That's that, what I hear. That a hot pocket commercial in my head. Oh man. Hot pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's your favorite hot pocket, man? Cheddar and bacon. That's well, well, pepperoni. 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 Okay. Yeah. Although ham and cheese is pretty good. Ham well, and cheese and broccoli. For a while, I did go, and I know y'all gonna look at me crazy. For a while, I did go hard on barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. Nah, I can't. They, yeah. Had a, yeah. they had a barbecue <laughs> in a hot pocket. Yeah. What kind of meat was in there? I don't Strange. Even know. I don't even know. <laughs> Strange meats. It might have been a deer or so. I don't know what it was. But. You know, you Venison? like you know you yeah. like the meats, I guess. Huh? I, uh, but it, it, you know, it was it was nostalgic because it was you know me and you know the, the person that I was you know we we would eat. You had a thing. Yeah. 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 We'll split a hot pocket. Well, no, you know. I'm, that yeah. was that's like that scene from Lady and the Tramp. Y'all would take the cheese from a hot pocket. And- no, that's that's more so you know you from the hot pocket our, our previous podcast we talked about so, where you know the the captain and I was doing all that stuff. Oh, so oh. her boyfriend had a hot pocket too. They come in no, two no, packs, come, right? No, 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 no. It was one for her, and one for me. So what did the boyfriend eat? He, he, he had half he, of her. That, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. got a high, he got a hot pocket too, yeah. and it was a different hot. Pocket. Everybody gets a hot pocket. <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't get the one I wanted. Yeah, hey, yeah. hey. Oh, oh, but um, any advice for your um, nostalgia? It's the best <laughs> at times. Oh, yeah, got anything? You yeah, know, that's that's all I had. Hey, man, yeah. lay, get, lay up off that man, wife, bro. Come on, yeah. man, don't do that. Lay up. Yeah, off that man's that. wife. Get off that man's wife, bro. Yeah. Well, and, and y'all in the church. Come on, well, bro. Yeah. Well, you know what? Come one, on. One more for the road, and then and then lay off. And one yeah. more for the road. Yeah. Shout out Sinatra. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did we ask any, any any other outtakes like uh, Twitter and Florida man, anything like that? Nah. I mean, I had some Florida man. I'll save them. Now. All right. Cool. Yeah. So look, great show, guys. Absolutely. All right. We're going to snap for ourselves. I'm going to snap for us at least. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Dam. Exactly. Mr. Dam, uh, where can you find us? Well, as you know, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you can find us on all podcast platforms. Um, we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, um, we're on Instagram. Um, just you know, search the Vex Intellects and connect with us. We want to have spirited conversation. I think, I think this week we had some conversation going on on our Instagram. Um, you know, in, in reference to, um, you know, the, the standard versus expectations piece that we covered last week. So <laughs> we want to. We we love to interact with our fans. Um, so please keep listening. Please. Reach out, and you know what? And more importantly, spread the word. Spread the word. Tell yep. a friend to tell a friend. Like, tell a friend. Like, share, share, love, love, and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Huh. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, 
I'm gonna close by saying get vexed. Yay. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Uh, until next time, stay blessed. Stay vexed. Get vexed. It's the Vax Intellects. Peace. Yep. Ayo. Landon <laughs> Strip Larry. Ain't shit. Hating ass. <laughs>